Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. This is, and I hate to call it an emergency broadcast, but let's just say this is an impromptu conference set up by Steve and myself, and Steve Quayle and myself, and we are very, very concerned about certain things that we're going to bring forth here, and uh, we're glad you could join us. Uh, this is why we say we're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Um, Steve is one of our sponsors here, Renaissance Precious Metals. I'm going to let him talk about that closer to the end of the hour. We'll give more details. And I just want to remind everybody the best in storable food you can get at preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And also our other sponsor for this segment is Bob Griswold at readymaderesources.com. He's the only prepper I know that will talk to you individually, help you set things up, and not charge you. Best quality products out there. Go to readymaderesources.com. Steve, I'm glad you could join us, and this is really, really short notice, I know, but you responded to something that I'm in the middle of writing. I'm in a multi-part series right now where I'm saying America needs to move away from activism and focus more on adaptation because we're losing. The bad guys have control of all the pressure points, and that is in part what I'm writing about. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you, Dave. And it's funny because uh, when you and I talked hours ago, I told you I cannot shake the feeling, uh, and a lot of people have it, a feeling of basically uh, not only hopelessness, but almost a resignation that there's nothing we can do. And I want to share where that comes from, okay, because I don't believe that. I'm saying I believe that is a mind-controlled mantra that's being beamed into people's heads through everything from their cell phones to their computer screens to their telev uh, television sets. In 1981, then-director of the CIA, William Casey, really did make the statement, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American people believes is false. This is the only answer, Dave, that I think is real, that is basically definable, and that you can trace the, that statement back to every major high-tech development and company going forward. I just posted on my website, stevequail.com. Just listen to these three headlines, because we're going to talk about mind control, and we're going to talk about entertainment as the as you would uh, say almost the pleasure center of the brain so critical thinking and this is something you brought up in all your articles no longer exists in my opinion in mass facebook cia connections has a recent facebook data scandal got you a little paranoid about sharing information on the internet after all facebook has access to some of your most personal information how the cia made google flashback tech official claims amazon cloud project transformational now here's the thing even the idea that someone would search out a matter or is even willing to make the effort to search out a matter is no longer in play, in my opinion. To, de to deny the country its roots and its historic precedent as being the greatest country in the world, and Obama, by his uh, vomitous, horrific, demonic statement, that America is no longer, the, oh, America is the greatest country in the world, and we tend to change that. The transformation has taken place. In essence, everything that we were blessed with, with and the, we were the if, envy of the world, Dave, we're having that absolutely taken away from us. 
people uh, make statements, well, they can't do that. It's unconstitutional. Well, we know the bottom line is is that they've done it. So they can't do should be substituted by they've done it. And where this is all leading, I called, ladies and gentlemen, Dave, and said, Dave, the article is very timely and it's very important. May I read something that I got uh, the other day? Uh, a lot of people don't like prophetic words. They don't believe that God still talks. I do. The entire book of Revelation is a prophecy that Jesus unfolds. The book of Daniel, our prophecy is unfolding. Uh, Mark, Luke, Ma- Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, you know, Matthew 24, Luke 21. Uh, Mark, uh, the, and, and then the book of Revelation. Even the world has to use the book of Revelation. If you watch ancient alien shows or anything, they can no longer define the times in normal speech. But let me read this to you. This is from Glenda Lomax, May 20th. And this struck a chord with me, David. I can't shake, okay? And this is what I was referring to when you were talking. My children, the enemy has gotten into your government, the government of America, and much destruction is at hand. It is too late to keep the enemy from getting in, for they are already inside your borders and now have entered into your government at high levels. With wickedness in such high places, destruction always follows, and not only for America, excuse me, and not only for America, but for others as well. And Dave, that so stuck with me, okay, that I was up most of the night. I had received it yesterday on my email, and I cannot tell you the the how should I say this overwhelming sense of the statement, how true that is, because we spoke earlier, and King Solomon said, I think if the if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Everything from the foundation of marriage, everything from the foundation of gender, everything the foundation of freedom, everything from the history of how we became who we are. And you've got little imps from hell, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, running for president saying they don't like Thomas Jefferson. Well, they don't like Jesus either. They don't like anything or anyone that confronts any of their lifestyles that the rest of the world pretty much rejects. Now, it's interesting that in the United States of America, the fight is for now life. And Dave, you do a good job of that, but do you think, I want to throw this back on you because I'm puzzled, do you think that the people who wouldn't fight for innocent life will fight for their own life when it becomes necessary? Because you and I have been talking for years about the uh, clergy response teams, and I made a statement, and I stand by it. I don't care how good you think your church is. If it is a member of the clergy response team, you might as well just substitute the word Judas, Judas response team. I was in prayer. I was in, you know, seeking God with all my heart. And the, he told me, he says, see, my true believers will go underground. But that which you see above ground will yield and will deliver their people unto death. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share something. I don't know what Jesus, the Bible, is uh, uh, being preached or not preached, probably. That's a better word in any kind of uh, liberation theology movements. But Jesus is very clear about the end of days. And so, Dave, I think that we've got to tell people to really start to get ready for what you've been laying out, what I've been laying out. I think, I don't know, 25, 27 years on talk radio I have been. 
And now, as you and I have spoken before, everything that we've warned about is in motion. And when you talk about some of the things you'll talk about tonight, like ISIS training camps and everything else, I mean, that word, that word from Glenda Lomax, my children, the enemy has gotten into your government, and they go untouched and unscathed. Meanwhile, and I would say this, theatricus distracticus, that's what I call this whole thing going on in Washington, D.C., is to keep everybody occupied with politics and not with the, uh, I'd say, life and death issue that faces our country. Measles are on the uprise. Obviously, I'm looking for a bubonic plague outbreak in San Francisco and Los Angeles. And don't kid yourself, these guys have plans, the terrorists, to bring the, uh, the plague in. All it takes is a couple of... Uh, bubonic plague-infested gophers from certain places in the plains and you know, game on. Also, I called these guys infectons about 15 years ago on talk radio, just I-N-F-E-C-T-O-N-S. Those would be intentionally infected carriers. Imagine a suicide bomber that doesn't blow himself up, but basically he carries a pathogen and then he comes in and, and just basically destroys everything Steve, and everyone he comes in contact yeah, let, let me share this with you because you're right on Please. the money. We have Please. a mutual source and I don't know if you've talked to this source about this yet or not. Originally we reported about a month ago they had detained three Congonese for, uh, for having tested positive for Ebola. They disappeared probably weaponized to spread it but now and this came to me i'm backtracking mentally gosh it was sunday or monday um two people one our common source and one other with person told me that they now have 20 people positively diagnosed with ebola you're right they're going well, to I, unleash yeah. holy hell right uh, i did a lot of early work on ebola as a matter of fact, when I started on talk radio, uh, you know, I, I was listening to the church commission. I was doing commensurate research beyond uh, the plague, uh, you know, and all of the, some of the, uh, the hot zone and things like that. I wanted to find and track down the original bioweapons designers from the so, former Soviet Union, like Ken Alabek of Biopreparat. And when, when I was dealing with this, Dave, I remember when they were ex extracting or exhuming the first bodies that they were finding with the Spanish flu. And they had Russian bioweaponers who, who defected, telling us point blank, of combining Ebola and uh, smallpox, Ebola pox. They talked about all the various combinations. And here's what concerns me. When this recent bound or bout of Ebola came out, I said, this is not a uh, Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever, CC, um, you know, HF. Uh, this is a variation. This is a bioweapon. Now, how can I make that statement? Well, first of all, I know what the symptoms of real Ebola were, as Ebola, Zaire, uh, Kinkasha, all of the original uh, outbreaks and in Marburg, Germany. So when I wrote my book, Breathe No Evil, by the way, it's out of print, so no one can order it. Uh, the thing is, is that I was talking about these days, and now imagine that there's an Ebola that supposedly three people have gotten, now it's 20 people. Real Ebola does not have that pattern of uh, uh, infection, okay? This is the one that, if you remember, the CDC patented, patented yes. yeah, I got a that. Uh, 
supposedly cared for. So, you know, take it from there because this is serious. I, I don't know how to get more serious. You know, if typhoid doesn't scare you, if tuberculosis doesn't scare you, if, uh, you know, all of the designer diseases don't scare you, then it's not about scaring you. It's about informing you. You better take what we're uh, talking about tonight. Yeah, you're right on the money with this. And the Ebola you're referencing um, it's, I believe it's airborne from the data I've seen. I published about this in 2015, and you're right. The CDC, which is a privately held corporation given a government mandate, just like the Federal Reserve, they hold the patent on it. They are incentivized to have Ebola spread because they'll make lots of money on this. But also, the uh, work on Ebola and the cure for it was done in Crucell Laboratories, and I don't know if they still exist, but I wrote this four years ago. And Steve, I believe from the data I saw, and the data was incomplete, they cut it off about three-fourths of the way through the study and stopped releasing information. But I believe they found a cure. So I believe they can inoculate themselves while infecting the rest of us. Well, that you're absolutely correct. Whenever you're dealing with a bioweapon, the primary directive after isolating and, you know, let's say killing the ultimate doomsday uh, uh, viral weapon you know, or bacterial weapon, either one, is to basically work along with the secret antibody or antidote or, you know, basically inoculation that will protect you from it, but everyone else dies. And so I knew when they were starting to talk about, and, and I, I've said this publicly, so this isn't an after-the-fact statement, I said, you mark my words, when they're working on an Ebola vaccine, they're working on a bioweapon counterpart that they can basically release on the public. And I think, Dave, honestly, you know, there was a book called A Higher Form of Killing, and it was talking about nuclear doesn't achieve really what you want it to do, but a biological weapon attack keeps the infrastructure in place. Basically, uh, once the host dies, there are ways of disposing of the bodies, and then you have everything you wanted. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, our country has been pillaged internally. Now it's going to come to external pillaging. And so, Dave, this is a good time to take into the, the stories that you and I are getting from our mutual friend and others, just how many terrorist camps there are, just how many Russian agents, Chinese. I mean, we are basically a hodgepodge waiting to explode, are we not? And everybody better realize it. This is not... Fear porn, and by the way, people that use the word fear porn, that was a central intelligence agency buzzword to dismiss and fear monger. Those words were designed and chosen appropriately to dismiss any critical, uh, I would say, thinking or critical communications concerning this stuff. No, you're absolutely right, Steve. And I, uh, let's put it this way, I have no time for people that use the term fear porn. I delete them, and uh, I allow contrary comments, but I've made it clear. I don't have time for this crap. I follow where the data leads me. I'm a trained researcher. I've taught research and statistics to graduate students doing their thesis. This is my background, and as a result of it, I follow data. And if people don't like where I follow with the data, then fine, go somewhere else. But fear porn is something I don't accept. But Steve, in terms of the imminent nature of the threat, there's a lot of things coming together, but I don't think they're quite ready and in place yet. And the reason I say this is I think they'll be ready when the immigration slows down. 
I could be wrong on this, but right now they're sneaking through terrorists at record rates. Our common source told me in a 12 mile stretch outside El Paso, they apprehend 1,000 illegals a day. That doesn't even say who, how many they think they're getting through. And if you only have one to 5% of these people being terrorists, they're hoping to try to sneak across 100 and maybe 80 of them get through, maybe 20 of them get through. But when they feel they have a sufficient quantity to carry out their duties, in tomorrow's article, I'm talking about how they are going to carry this out, given the different groups like MS-13, ISIS, and so forth. I think when they're ready, Steve, I think we'll see a slowdown at the border. I think you'll see Trump claim victory, and we'll all go, oh, thank goodness, and then all hell's going to break loose. Well, sure. That's after, what is it called? That's uh, closing the barn door after the barn is burned down. It's too little too late, okay? And here's the thing. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a reprieve, and and whether we would have died quicker, and we don't have to die, but we're choosing to die because of our inaction. And, Dave, I'm going right back to what I opened your show with. We are being numbed and dumbed down. They know they have perfected MKUltra. They have perfected electronic mind control. They have perfected even the neurochemical poisoning of our bodies through, you know, 50,000-plus substances. People are weakening daily. They're becoming sicker and sicker. And I want to deal with something on global warming. I have maintained, you know this, I was the guy that broke the story on uh, uh, chemtrails, you know, what, 20 years ago? The point being is I believe in man-made global warming, and I want every cowardly, sniveling, worm out there to go look whether as a force multiplier and somebody says you're just not a nice man are you kidding me i'm trying to save your lives and you know i I tell people this why do you listen to dave and i because we're cheap fun or are you are you deep in your heart know we're telling you the truth so whether as a force multiplier we own the weather 2025 well i can tell you this they own the weather from the time they even made it public so it's not just u.s air force though with all of the particles in the upper atmosphere and then all of the stratospheric aerosols being emitted from all the volcanoes and i don't have the mathematical you're a statistical guy but you can take the uh, mount tambora in the early 1800s and that was a year I think that was without summer and now we're seeing record cold. Bozeman, Montana is 38 degrees last night and we've got snow in our mountains. Denver's having snowstorms and then we've got all the middle, uh, you know, middle America breaking out, flooded and everything and all those words mean famine. So here's the deal. We're seeing right now so many perfect storms that I don't even want to use the word perfect storm anymore. By the way, there's two words I will not use anymore, and so if you catch me using it tonight just out of habit, stop me. The word collapse. It has become irrelevant, okay? We are already there. People look to a singular point, but they never see the progression to that point. Would you agree with that? I could not agree with you more. We've become desensitized to the term collapse, although let's just say this. The economy isn't going to be long until the bottom falls out because they're borrowing from their credit card this month to pay next month and so forth. Eventually, that has to stop, and we are going to see an ending to the process. How's that? I avoid. I almost wanted to say the word collapse, too, but you're absolutely correct. Uh, we're going to get hit with Steve. People ask me this. They say, Dave, what is going to take us down? And I said, come back and ask me a better question. 
What do you mean, Dave? Ask me how many things are going to take us down. And then they'll repeat the question and I say to them, I don't have enough time to go through everything they're going to do at one time. Steve, I started counting one day and I stopped at 24. See, but, but Dave, just when you think you stopped at 24, you know, there's another 24. Yeah, I wasn't whether done. Whether it's 5G, yeah. <laughs> whether it's an, yeah, an talk, And I will tell you this, that, uh, you know, let me share something about credit cards. Again, I've been warning people whether they take it or not. Now it's on, their blood is on my shoulders, or excuse me, their blood is off my shoulders on their own. The thing is, is imagine this. Imagine the algorithms we've been worried about, assassination algorithms. Now we're seeing the credit card companies discriminating against gun overs, Christians, conservatives, you name it. And to date, isn't that three of them, Bank America, Chase, and Wells Fargo? I think those are the three that I can recall. And if I'm wrong on one of them, I apologize. But imagine how many people fit into the category of the liberals' enemies. And imagine instantaneously being denied credit card. I have credit, uh, access to your credit cards, not because of an EMP attack, but because you're socially unacceptable based on China's social credit score, which they are implementing this already, and let me just put the uh, caveat on it, and all of the technological giants in the United States went to China to set that up, and it was all based on the companies that the CIA, uh, with their, their acquisition company, InQtel, that has purchased. So imagine, Dave, I mean, a worst-case scenario, people say, well, it's an electronic benefit transfer. What happens when concurrently or behind the scenes they know the date they're going to crash the credit cards and you're being uh, systematically, how should I say, excised from the system, and bingo, you can't get credit anywhere. And a lot of people, as you said, live on uh, paying one credit card with the other month after month. So we're trapped in the maze, and it, 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 I'm telling you what, it's perplexing. I have never heard anybody say that, ever. And so while I'm you know, praying about this stuff, I'm going, Lord, your people don't take most of the stuff you say seriously. And I, I, I don't know how to deal with that or overcome it. So I want to thank you for the articles you're writing. And I called, and I, ladies and gentlemen, I called Dave today, and I said, that's a great article. I realize there are parts coming. But when we talk to the people we talk to, and Dave, if we told their name, look at this. Everybody who is caught, treason, murder, uh, all of the uh, selling out America, everybody who's been caught red-handed, Nothing's happened to them. Nothing. But meanwhile, we have a president who's been alinskiated. That's almost like eliminated. Alinskiated, what is it, 13th rule of Solinsky's rule for radicals? Just overwhelm him, overwhelm him, overwhelm the target. And these are communists? Let's, let's just cut through the crap. Forgive me, Dave. They're not socialists. They're communists. We are undergoing a complete communist upheaval. You can put the socialism tag on it, but that's BS. We are undergoing right now a communist revolution, and it's robbing us, as Michael Savage said, of our borders, language, and cultures. Now, he wouldn't say we're undergoing a communist revolution. To my knowledge, I don't listen to him every day, 
But the point is, he did define borders, language, culture, and your culture is Thomas Jefferson. Uh, you know, I'm not. A, and listen, I'm not unhappy that I'm a white guy. I feel no guilt for being a white guy. But I also make room for black guys and brown guys and whatever color of the rainbow they are. I'm not. I'm not welcoming the aliens on the alien map thing as some of the people that you know that I know are doing. But and I mean not illegal aliens, but you know. Uh, outer space or interdimensional, but I'm really perplexed right now because, again, it's, what is it? Was it Gehring? I believe it was Gehring who said, thank God people don't think. Yeah, um, we have a lot of that in this country. One of my favorite sayings has become 50% of America is dumber than a box of rocks, but those are the people we got to reach. Well, and I would, you're kind, okay? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I can't, I could say it more bluntly. I want to go back to my word, theatricus distracticus, okay? You tell me the stories that have filled the headlines of all of the MSM, you know, and I call that the uh, mainstream madness. I call it the vomit brokers, you know. Uh, There's no names, and yet we have open treason. I want to make this clear. Treason, ladies and gentlemen. We have people that have sold our country out. We have the highest-ranking politicians. Dave, do you remember you and I were talking about all the plane loads of foreign soldiers coming in across the country, whether it was Wright-Patterson Air Force Base or the Chinese landing in uh, Seattle, actually not Seattle, Seattle, but Bellingham? Uh, I mean, how many stories do we have to tell? Well, I don't see them. Well, you know, I I got news for you. Yeah, so so I guess the point that I want to make that people understand is that where, and, and this is putting the monkey on every listener's back, where do you think it goes from here, and how should you then live knowing that there is no political solution to a spiritual problem? And uh, quite candidly, all the churches that I see, maybe I don't see them all, but I have yet to see a national call to repentance. I have yet to see even Christians uh, uh, even begin to acknowledge that God is holy and he holds nations responsible for their heinous acts, and he judges generally nations in history that other nations might see and learn. That's what the Bible says. And some, like, really evil people, you know, seem to get away with everything, and then they just die. Well, they have their day of comeuppance, too, uh, before Almighty God. But there is a denial of the faith that this country was built on, and they can just basically go swallow swords, as far as I'm concerned. If those people that, you know, want to take on our founding fathers, look, it isn't whether they were card-carrying evangelicals, but they created a framework. Somebody said, well, do you know the Masonic background? Of course I do, you know? But what I'm saying is this. There is a principle in the Word of God when they who honor God are blessed by God. And now we are set. And, and, you know, look, here's our U.S. military. We can't fight three front wars. We can't take Iran, China, and uh, Russia on at the same time. And I've been talking years ago. I talked to multiple generals who said, look, we can fight one. We can probably do a good job of two, but we can't take them all at once, you know. And and now I don't know if they're... they're, um, black secret weapons, you know, outer space platforms and all the other stuff 
they've got. You know, I don't know if they'll bring that into the theater of war to defend America, or they'll use it against America to take America down so they can bring in the global New World Order, and all those advanced weapon systems become part of the war that they make against God. Do you know what I'm saying there? I know exactly what you're saying. I've wondered the same thing, because I have some idea of what we've got in outer space, and it can negate anything on the planet. But the question is, Steve, and this is kind of a question for your conference that's coming up in September in Branson, are we going to be allowed to use that technology? Well, again, Dave, you know, the, by the way, the Branson uh, conference, we're going to have another, I have a mystery guest, okay? I haven't announced him yet. And let me tell you of a technology. Everybody uh, has probably remembered, you know, at least at our age or a little bit younger, uh, the movie They Live, the cult classic with Rowdy Roddy Piper, who had glasses that he could see the aliens that masqueraded as humans. You remember that? Oh, I remember it well, yes. Uh, uh, one of the mystery speakers that is going to be speaking at the conference met with a double Nobel Prize nominated physicist who's won specific countries awards for physicists that has come up with the, if I, I'll just call it this, uh, the Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper glasses, and he's got a telescope for him. By the way, the man that's going to be a speaker is very, very bright and can explain. I said, listen. I said, you're going to have to tell everybody, and I'll just use his name, his initials, GC. You're going to have to tell them in terms they can understand. I believe that when when we begin to see the evil that's out there, you won't need special glasses. But I, I can tell you this, certain agencies have visited him. He said, you can't talk about this, this, and this. What I'm saying right now isn't what he can't talk about. And guess what? He won't talk about what he's been told not to talk about. So the point that I am trying to make is this. Everything that we have seen, S-E-E-N, is a... Uh, it's a manipulative presentation one way or another. Wait until you see the invisible stuff that affects the visible realm. Can you elaborate a little bit? Sure. Uh, basically, you know, light is reflected off objects, and we know the, you know, different sides of spectrum, ultraviolet and also uh, infrared, but we also know that light can come in phase and go out of phase, okay? So this gentleman developed an optical device that basically acts as a diffraction grating between uh, uh, light rays, and by doing so, the electronic masking is broken down. In other words, these things are there to be seen, but there, there's a way uh, technology. It's just like the old Star, what is it, Star Trek or whatever? Yeah, Star Trek, where the the Klingons could mask. Just imagine that of creatures and intelligent creatures. By the way, Dave, I'm talking to people that are having encounters with orbs, and I'm talking about guys that are physicists. I'm not talking about people that get drunk, get high, and, you know, do any of that stuff. And I, they're coming from all over the, the world. Uh, and this is interesting because do you remember? I like to tell people these stories because it puts them in the context of time. Do you remember the old Battlestar Galactica remember where uh, Lucifer? 
Yeah, you remember the orbs that were associated? Lucifer showed up. What was that guy's name? The actor, the English actor. Was it Patrick McNee? McGee? McNee? Uh, the old Avengers guy. And he was basically in the shining suit. Actually, it looked like uh, what uh, Obama wore that one time, the, the Baphomet shiny costume. And on the episode of Battlestar Galactica, the orbs were the angels that kept guard over, you know, the human race, obviously in Battlestar Galactic, but what I'm saying is this, the orbs are being seen now. I got reports coming from South America, from Mexico, I've got reports coming from Europe. I, I know these people, they're not crazy, you know? And so the thing is, and some of them are in, in, in exhibiting intelligent uh, following. One guy said, Steve, I closed the door and all of a sudden they're in my house. This man's a very bright man. And by the way, again, he's not drinking. He's not on magic mushrooms, you know. He's not on a magical mystery tour. And, and this is the, the predominance of preternatural, supernatural phenomenon is increasing so greatly. And I believe, Dave, because CERN has opened up the gates of hell. Not just CERN, but the other uh, colliders that are trying to find the quote-unquote God particle. And the only reason they're trying to find the God particle is to make war on God. I get news for them. It isn't going to work, but the, that they're going to try anyway. Well, it's just a repeat of history when uh, Lucifer was kicked out of heaven. And you're right, it's not going to work. You know, this is something I wasn't going to go down this avenue here, but since you brought it up, Vance Davis, uh, formerly the NSA, is a very good friend of mine, and he told me in his NSA training, um, and he actually told me this in 1993, and he told me this before transhumanism was even a coined phrase. He said that we were told the bad guys out there, there's been a war in the universe forever, and they want to get the soul from humans to destroy God's creation, but they can't figure out how to do it. So they're going to morph human beings into not being human beings. He was describing transhumanism in 1993. And uh, in the series I'm writing, I'll kind of jump to the end. The end game for the globalists, and I know, Steve, you agree with this. We had a conference on it last year. The end game after they've subjugated the planet is transhumanism, a small servant human class with a short lifespan and the cyborg humans uh, that are going to live forever. Absolutely, Dave, and, and thanks for bottom-lining it, because you cannot, and, you know, obviously, I wrote the book Terminated. Uh, the end of man is here. Uh, you know, uh, uh, here lies the human race who failed to see their end when it stared them in the face. That is the uh, gravestones on the front of my cover, and it shows the Terminator, and if you want to go stevequail.com, you can take a look at it. But that book's gone all over the world, and now people are going, I see I see. And so, you know, this is critical this year. And you know what I said, and, and please, you were there, so this isn't, you know, uh, what I didn't say publicly. I said it on your show five months before. I said, after Branson, everything changes, and the word normal will no longer be used. Remember when I said that? Yeah, well, there's nothing normal anymore. I, I totally nothing agree. normal anymore. Yeah. Yep, and I can tell you this, Branson is going to be a hallmark and a watershed event. Because the revelations that are coming out are going to be mind-boggling. And I made this statement. I said, watch as Branson gets closer. It's September 13th, 15th in Branson, Missouri. You can go on Gen6, G-E-N-S-I-X.com, and it will sell out. My guess it will sell out by July 1st, 
July 15th because we're at two-thirds. We're just approaching two-thirds right now. And if people can't attend, they can sign up for live streaming. But, Dave, this will be the, the, the some of the most remarkable people. And for the first time in history, Gary Stearman, whose family name is Stearman Aviation and Boeing, and then his uncles, Gary's uncles, went into the Skunk Works programs. And, you know, they're personally involved in reverse engineering alien craft. And everybody talks about Roswell. Roswell, you know, the crash in 1947. But Gary went into detail. And he'll be sharing this at at uh, Branson for the first time in his 80-year life. And there is nobody smarter, in my opinion, theologically, historically, and experientially than Gary Stearman. So the thing is, is that we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that, and I'm going to talk about stuff I've never talked about before, because there has to be the correct context of time, and this is it, where the content that could not be received at an earlier date is received and understood. Let me just say this. I put a story up on my website. I'm going to, when I'm done, you know, obviously don't forward what I'm going to send you, okay? But I found uh, uh, a brother who contacted me, and basically, if I can tell you this, that based on one of the most foremost geologists, archaeogeologists in the world, that aliens and flying saucers and human sacrifice found on Aztec implements dug out from under the, uh, the you know, the mountains of, of Mexico for the first time in history, that's going to be shown. And it's going to be shown before them because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put it out on, on the website just because I want everybody to see this, okay? So when you see the story of alien abduction, we're segueing over that way, these panels, these stele, these uh, rock carvings, some are the size of, you know, a, a giant wall, and they're all carved in. They show the aliens teaching the Aztecs how to sacrifice humans, okay? So maybe when people start to look at the pyramids, which, by the way, the Aztec, Inca, and Maya did not make, they claimed the giants came from the Middle East and built them, and they, they landed, for the record, the giants that fled from Joshua and Caleb landed, landed in a place called Santa Elena, Ecuador, okay? And that's where uh, the area where all the giant uh, skeletons were chronicled by the conquistadors and by the Catholic scribes. And we're talking some heavy stuff here. So the thing is, is that, you know, I get I get so much flack. And I, I, forgive me, Dave, it, it, it still bothers me because I, I could care less who believes it. But when we go to the, the research and we bring in world-class speakers, then you know who's being the disinformation agents. I asked one guy yesterday, you know, how long has he been with the agency? I didn't hear back from him, you know. Uh, and so the point being is, is that I believe God's going to give his people discernment. But saying all that, again, ladies and gentlemen, this, Dave and his, I think your wife is coming with you? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, Dave was there last year. It was a wonderful time, and you get to meet him, and there's some other people that will be there beyond the speakers. But I'll tell you what, Dave, you know hanging out with Hugo DeGarris was a treat, was it not? Hanging out with all these people, you know, Sharon, uh, everybody that you brought there, fantastic. David and I, huge fan of David now, and what a great human being he is. I mean, Steve, that that conference was home run after home run. And and I'm not sure what all we're going to get at this conference. I kind of like the mystery part of it. 
I'll tell you this, uh, the late Jim Mars, uh, I used to have him on my show a lot. And um, before he passed, he said, Dave, you've done a really good job with the secret societies and covering the conspiracies with the government and everything. But he, he really chastised me. He said, Dave, you can't understand what's going on until you understand the ET connection. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I do. And I'm taking a total shift, okay? Just so you know, I've done ancient history, uh, you know, the, to the point of I think there's, there's, there's going to be, uh, you know, uh, let me be more concise. I have done the ancient history thing, the true legends thing. The direction for my life now is headed totally into the alien area, the disclosure area, and I'm going to put some stuff up, you know, and you're welcome when I tell you to to post it. That's mind-boggling. And when people say, oh, that was done after the fact, uh-uh, the smartest, uh, you know, uh, archaeogeologists and others have taken a look at this stuff and watched, uh, you know, uh, the jadeite that it's made out of, you know. There's a lot of fake stuff that comes out of South America, and there's a lot of fake stuff that comes out of Mexico. And But when you get the real stuff, Dave, and I think your, your mind will be blown. I mean, there's actually flying saucers that couldn't be mistaken for flying saucers. My chief complaint was, well, it could be this, it could be that. When you see this stuff, it's going to be mind-boggling. And again, the, the whole point is this. The Bible says specifically that there's nothing that's hidden that isn't going to be revealed or made known. So while the devil's trying to play in secret and has all this time, the one thing people should understand is like him, hate him, swear at him or not, but God himself has used Donald Trump to be the divining line, if you will, between those and, and showing, look, showing the Democrats, it's a safe statement to say by their own lips, by their mouths, out of their mouths, have their own tongues condemned them, that they said they don't want nothing to do with God. Obviously, Satanism now is exploding throughout the United States, witchcraft. Every form of seeking power is being uh, undertaken by the occultists. And meanwhile, the Christians sit as dead ducks. And I'm seeing that. Now, now look, I love Christians. I want to make this clear. I don't put down any man of God who preaches Jesus Christ, crucified, resurrected, believes in the second coming, believes the Bible is the word of God. But anybody that wants to tell, you know, hole-in-one stories about being on the uh, golf course, etc., they should get another job because they're, they're, they're going to stand before the living God. And so this is critical. And, and look at the faith of the nation. Dave, I have seen prophecies from people that never prophesy where God said, I have recalled my sentinels. In other words, the scripture says the angel of the Lord encamps around those who love and fear God. Well, I can guarantee it's not the angel of the Lord that encamps around those who hate him. It's not those who, who openly brag about selling body parts of little unborn humans, uh, you know, for Lamborghini payments. God forbid. We, and, and this is something, too. How about honest introspection where the nation is gone, you know? How about it? We knew, we knew when marriage, biblical marriage, man and wife, created marriage, you know? And for the record, the animal kingdom, which everybody believes that they, uh, uh, you know, evolved from if they're not a believer in creation, you know, they didn't start out with two monkeys named uh, Louise and Heloise, okay? 
and they didn't start out with a paramecium named uh, Gwendolyn. I'm just making these names up, you know, and a uh, unicellular or whatever, uh, an amoeba named uh, Brunhilda, you know. I I'm just saying this, that it's ridiculous. I don't believe in evolution, but I believe that it's interesting that the degradation of humanity, even to the point of names, you know, it's, it, it, you're seeing that too, Dave, aren't you? People don't want to have, like, you know, normal names. They've got to have names that are almost like uh, when Prince was alive, Question Mark, okay? And I remember the band Question Mark and the Mysterians, okay? That was the first guy that ever used the Question Mark. Well, I... <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. I'm, I'm actually going back to my memory banks here. I've never heard of that. Um, Steve, let me take you back uh, to the present crisis at hand. I used these two phrases in the article that was published and also in the opening of the show. And what I said was um, adaptation versus activism. Is it safe to say that Steve Quayle's moving more towards adaptation about what's already here and we are going to have a hard time reversing it? Well, let me define it because I would say this. I would say, um, and I'm not trying to be cute or clever or, or not answer your question. I would say that adaptation, I would say, you know, gentlemen, prepare for battle, Okay. And battle can be in the intelligence arena, uh, the intellectual arena, and I pray. See, here's the thing, Dave, with the statement of Casey, William Casey. By the way, I did know Frank Dukes, not personally. He's Jerry Bruckheimer, the famous director's bodyguard. He wrote the book, The Secret Man, and he was on my radio show 15 years ago or 20 years ago, whenever that book came out, talking about Bill Casey. He was Bill Casey, William Casey's basically enforcer. He'd go all over the world and take care of people that needed to be uh, taken care of if they went rogue, okay? But saying that and why this is important to our conversation, the technology that we've had, I just did the math in my head, that's 38 years ago. And he, he Casey, before he was whacked, and I know how they killed him, uh, you know, because somebody told me, and it may have been, uh, you know, The Secret Man, that's the title of his book. Uh, they put a plutonium needle, uh, an active plutonium needle in the visor of his car. He couldn't see it. He got in. He drove, and bingo. After a while, brain cancer, and that's what I was told, whether well, that's true or not. And then you remember that they, the CIA directors had a tendency to drown in a river in a canoe, and that, that story came out that that director, and I don't remember his name, maybe Colby, you know, I used to stay up on this stuff, but now I say this, adaptation uh, I would say adaptation, but prepare for war. Is that can I is, can I answer your question that way? I'm not trying to skirt the issue. I want to make sure that people understand. I'm not throwing in the towel and just saying come kill me. And I want to share something about this. And this will this will be maybe encouraging to you too, Dave. I was really um, I was up in the mountains photographing. I think the Bear Tooth, and it's the largest plateau in the continental United States. It's got like 200 peaks over 10,000 feet or whatever. And I, I noticed the mountain, uh, the mountain sheep, you know, the bighorn sheep. And I, and prior to seeing those sheep, when we were lower climbing up the mountains, you know, we're filming with heavy uh, nose cameras like shot overs and cineflexes and stuff. I asked the Lord, I said, God, why do we have to be a bunch of sheep led to the slaughter? 
And then, I'm seriously, this is what I do. When I get up in the air while I'm waiting to start shooting, I'm usually the DP, the director of photography, and I have the camera guy, and I'm calling the shots, pun intended. I have a monitor. I say, zoom in, pan out, tilt, blah, blah, blah. And I saw these majestic bighorn sheep, and they were on the very height of the mountain. And and the Lord spoke to me. And as people say, if God talks to you, you're crazy. Well, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. If he doesn't talk to you, then pray about becoming a closer sheep. But he said, the reason those sheep live long is because they live at the high places. It's true with my people. They can either choose to live with the predators or come up higher into my presence. And Dave, I don't know if you know, you've seen, I'm sure, pictures of, uh, of the bighorn sheep and stuff. But I'm telling you what, brother, that's majestic when you're up there, and those things are so sure-footed. And I thought, you know, I'm thinking in my heart, good night, I hope they don't fall. And anybody who's ever seen mountain goats or mountain sheep, how they can stand sideways on a mountain and jump to minor rock outcroppings is astonishing. So here's the moral of this lesson for everybody tonight. The closer we get to God and the higher up we go in Him, and the higher isn't based on effort or even desire. It's based on spending time in His presence, allowing the Holy Spirit to search out our hearts. Brother, when I do that, I got a lot of stuff to repent from. And if it, if it were for email, I probably wouldn't have to repent. And I, I'm, I'm learning to do better at just exiting people. But the point is, is the bighorn sheep live on the pinnacle, and they're closest to God, and they're not subject to predators at that height. Is my analogy and metaphor coming through? Yeah, it's coming through perfectly, Steve, and it really does. Um, By the way, it really happened. I don't believe you. I, to me, it makes perfect sense about what's going on. You know, Steve is going to be with us into the next hour, and we got a few minutes until we're at the break point. But I just wanted to mention to everybody that we're, we're going to have that typical five-minute break at the top of the hour, but you don't want to miss what's coming in the second hour because we're actually going to pin down some of the real threats domestically we're going to have and talk about the scenario for the takedown of America. Steve, let me ask you a quick question in preparation for this. When it's all said and done, well, let me preface it. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. In Jade Helm 16, they uh, took out ads, and this was the Obama administration now, they took out ads for um, ex-military, disaffected military now serving as guerrilla chieftains. They were practicing for a guerrilla war against American soldiers that quit the military, presumably to fight against the globalists that took over. Um, I want to get into that with you. I mean, did you follow that at all, Jade Helm, 16? Did you pick yes, up on that? Yes, of course I did. And then, and then I also saw the mockery. Well, it never happened. They don't get it. They, you know, and I want to say something about veterans. God bless you guys. If, if the truth were known, how many veterans were left to die under the Obama administration, it would be an abomination, okay? The only people they feared, and that's why when you're talking about Jade Helm and the seeking those men out, the only reason they fear them is because they're trained fighters, okay? So when you think of all the Vietnam vets, the Mac Vsaw guys, all of the guys that from Vietnam forward, then you see how the Navy SEALs are being treated and how many of them are dying and who gave them up, remember? Who gave up the whole Navy SEAL crew that was killed? Exactly. And, and we're talking politicians. And I believe, was it Biden? Well, I think it was Obama. And, and I think it oh, yeah. was Panetta. 
Yeah, you're right. Obama and Panetta, I stand corrected. So the point being, Dave, if a nation won't defend its fighting men, if we deny medical benefits, I'm just saying this. The veterans, in my opinion, were the last hope, okay? And in my opinion, they monitor those guys. I've been told this by, by insiders, and you have too. They monitor the whereabouts of every special operations guy. No, they, they do. They monitor the whereabouts of the Rangers, and that's why some of the Rangers would call me and say, Hey, Steve, what's with these click-ops? Steve, I want uh, you to hold that you? answer right there, because okay. we are okay. right up against the end of this hour. Stay tuned, everybody. It's going to get really, really intriguing here after the break. We'll be right back after a word from these sponsors and a little top of the hour news.